Want a job where you can use your talents, make a difference, and have the freedom of remote work? Then meet Belay. Belay has contractor opportunities for proven professionals, providing administrative support and social media strategy to fast-paced organizations throughout the United States, all from your home. To learn more, just visit belaysolutions.com slash jobs to apply. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com slash jobs. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Combo Podcast with Cameron and Jenna. And today we are going to be talking about Generation Z, um, which is the generation that Jenna and I fall into. And actually, it is currently anyone between the ages 5 and 24. And we wanted to talk about why uh, this generation is being called the loneliest and the the most hopeless generation of all. um, And also why anxiety and depression are most common in people our age. And also why mental health um, issues are becoming higher and higher and more people are getting medicated. And actually, 80% of iGens um, have sought mental health services. 80%? 80% have sought, have sought mental health services. So ages 5 to 24. Probably more the age 24 up there. But, yeah. So, um, so today, what we're drinking over this wonderful conversation that we're going to be having um, is an Americano with heavy whipping cream. It is... I, like, took a sip just now when I went to record and made a face at Cameron because it is so good, you guys. There's no sweetener in it, and um, it's just buttery and smooth with that rich coffee flavor, and 10 out of 10 would recommend making yourself an Americano and putting some heavy cream in there. Um, my face might break out a little bit <laughs> from the dairy, but you know what? I'm telling you right now, it'll be totally and Just a tiny it. bit. Like, just, like, a tiny less bit. Less than you yeah. put half and half. Like, yeah. Obviously. It's, it's so, so, so good. So, mm-hmm. on that note, we're just going to jump right into this conversation. Okay, so, uh, actually, I asked my husband Brady to be on this episode because he recently had a, me and him had, like, a really good conversation about this shortly after he listened to two different audiobooks, Um, and the first one is The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Manson, and the second one is Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. So we talked a lot about careers and passions and how it's like so dang difficult to know what you want to do in this day and age and how everywhere we look, we see different life paths and like always wondering which one is going to fulfill us. And we see um, because of the internet and the social media and like the connections we have with all parts of the world, we always see all these different options and like different things that we could do with our lives. And so we're always wondering if we're picking the right one. So anyways, Brady learned a few things from these books and I just thought... Uh, that they were really fitting to our generation, and it was something that I really needed to hear, so I just thought maybe, like, that we could help you guys with this, and that it's something that you needed to hear. Um, so, I'm gonna let him talk about those, but first, I just wanted to introduce him. So, with no further ado, here is my husband, Brady Swear. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I'm the one who is crazy enough to ask Cameron to marry me when I was 
19. 18. <laughs> 18. 18. Wow. Got married oh at 19. Gosh. That's crazy. Fun um, fact, he's not even 21 yet. Not even 21. Just babies. Just babies. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, I'm a junior in college and, um, you know, with going through school and, you know, this summer looking for internships and figuring out life, um, there's been a lot of questions about what I want to do with my career and where I want to go with my life. Uh, so I've talked to my mom a lot and, you know, seeked wisdom from people that are older than me and people that have gone through life before. And uh, my mom's been listening to a couple audio books, so she uh, thought these ones were pretty good, and so I listened to them. And yeah, so I guess... Okay, so do you want to first tell us about what you learned in the first book, Just Do Something? Yeah, so Just Do Something is... He's a pastor originally from uh, Northeast Iowa, and... The book really like delved into how, you know, in our grandparents' generation, they just did what their parents did. You know, they didn't have a lot of options for their career. They just, you know, their dad worked on a farm, so they worked on a farm or, you know, whatever it was. And they didn't know anything different. And you ask them now, like, were you fulfilled in your career? Were you satisfied with what you did? And they say, I never even thought about it. Like, it was just what you it was it. you just did it you lived life yeah and nowadays we have a thousand different routes we can go we can go right. any direction do anything um and with the rise of social media and everything else you know we want to be influencers we want to move to california we want to do all these things and we're back in the day they never had those and so we're more stressed and more worried about doing these things that we put in our minds that we want to do when we just need to do something and just right. And so this book was obviously written by a pastor, so he talked about the like spiritual connection with it or, right. you know, doing God's will. Um, and that's something I look for, too. You know, I want to do a job that's what God has planned for me, right? I don't want to do the wrong thing in God's eyes. Um, but this pastor talked about how uh, whatever you're doing, as long as you're not, you know, a stripper or <laughs> doing something that's unethical <laughs> you're doing something in god's will right. because he has different routes for you um and so yeah that one's kind of interesting and it talked a lot about well that. and on that i think that a lot of the time that because we t we talked about this a lot in my school and it's this i i think that sometimes christians get it in their head that that if you if you don't do like the exactly right thing or you don't like pinpoint god's will exactly mm -hmm. you know it's god's will oh my gosh it's your whole life is going to be jacked up and it's like it's like no that's mm -hmm. not that's not the case like like god like you said if you're not doing something completely unethical maybe there is like a this is god's best for you but even if you don't exactly land the nail on the head for god's best a god's gonna get you where he wants you to go regardless right. it might be a little bumpier path if you don't quite do it right exactly how he had intended it to but but also, it's like it's not just like well, you're going to be damned forever, and your life is going to be a complete and utter mess if you pick the quote unquote the wrong thing. Like he's still going to bless you, you're still his child, he still wants what's best for you. Right. So I think that in that sense, too, just kind of riffing off of that a little bit, like you have to keep in mind you're not just like he's not just going to throw you out in the snowbank if mm -hmm. you quote unquote get his will wrong. You know. Yeah. So. I, just, I really like that too. Yeah, because I do think that people are like, oh, I don't know what God's will for me is. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, what are the fear of your passions? And like, what is something that you would like to do right. with your life? Like, that's what God He's wants put you. that in your heart. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, that's something that we've kind of discussed with like 
is there a person that's for you? You know, does God have that one person that's meant for you to marry or whatever? Right. And we, we kind of talk about how there's different, God places different people in your life. And that's kind of the same thing with this. As long as you, you know, like in today's generation, it's totally not normal for Cameron and I to get married this young. And people still look at us funny and they ask, <laughs> how old are you? How You're old? married? Yeah. What? Every time. Every time. And so, you know, that people have a commitment issue or they, they don't want to get married because right. is this the right person? Is this what I actually want to do? Is living with them actually going to be good? Right. And a lot of times it's not a faith-based question, but it's, right. you know, it's a commitment issue, the same. Um, and it's the same thing with a job and a career. Um, and not saying once you have a career, you have to do that career for the rest of your life, but... Um, it's still, it's still, it's still along the same thought process. Right. It's, right. it's the over, it's the overthinking. It's the thinking that everything is going to be the end of the world. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the kind of the point of the book is to just do something. You know, if right. you find that person that you love, like get married. Like why wait? Um, like if you find that career that you kind of like, but you're not sure if that's what God has planned for you, just do it. Right. It's going to hurt you more to not do it than it would to do right. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I completely agree. And the thing is, is if you misstep, there's like, there's, that's another thing you have to keep in mind. Like, especially us as Christians, like there's grace for the missteps, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, sure. like just go for it and God will be like, whoa, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Yeah. And then there's grace for that. And he's like, okay, can we like get back on the right path now? And I think that's something we have to keep in mind too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. All right. Well, do you want to tell us about the second book? The right. subtle art of not giving enough. Yeah, this I, book. I just okay. I just want to say something. I think it is so funny that we you read these books back to back. Yep. One the, from a pastor and, and one. Yeah. Two completely different. Uh, yeah. Styles of a book. But, yeah. So if you don't mind the F word, this is a great book to listen to. But if you mind the F word, don't listen. Don't to listen it. to it. It's, don't listen to it. Yeah. Christy recommended it to me. The books have pretty similar meanings. Um, they kind of talk about the same thing really, but totally different ways of doing it. Um, but yeah, this pastor or this, (laughs) this author, (laughs) this author talked about how, you know, we might put too much into what we're doing when really it doesn't matter at the end of the day. The things that really matter are your family, your friends, you know, you have to decide the things you want to give an F about, right? Right. Um, (laughs) and so, yeah, we're putting our our energy into things that really don't matter. You you know, even your career at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Um, right. As long as you're doing something to provide for yourself and your family. I would just like to reiterate something I said a couple podcasts ago and then something Brain and I have been saying to each other a lot as we're like trying to pick our career and stuff. God doesn't call us to be successful mm-hmm. in our careers. Yeah. Right. We're not called to make a lot of money. We're not called to make our way up to the CEO position. We're not called to start a business from the ground up like that's awesome if you do those things but like we get so caught up in it in today's world that we get we lose um focus of what's important so Mm -hmm. and i think i think something to think about too is that god does it's not saying that god doesn't have a calling on your life at all but like firstly like first and foremost he calls you to love him love your family love others and maybe maybe the way that you're going to do that is going to be in a CEO position and you're going to impact some amazing people. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's that like Christian company that they like literally built their company from the ground up and are now one of the most major companies in the world. I'm making a little note, mental note for myself to tell you guys what company this is because I did, I read like a whole book on it a couple years ago, but, um, they like built it up from the ground. They're just these two Christian guys who literally go off of everything. Like 
praying about it. Like, okay, should we hire this person? They pray about it and then they hire them. Okay, should we close down the company for the day? They pray about it. They close the company down because and they're like, everyone go home and spend time with your families. You know, they're just like so in tune with like with God's voice that they run their whole entire company like that. So I'm not saying that God doesn't have like a calling on your life, but you have to remember first and foremost, what God put you on this earth for mm-hmm. is not for whatever, you know, it's to love people and love your family. Like you're saying. Yeah. Right. I love that. Yeah. Um, is that kind of all you got for that one? Kind of, I guess it's kind of funny. He does have another book if you're interested. Um, let's see. What is it called? <laughs> he has a book called Everything is Effed. Everything it's, is Effed. It's a book about hope. So Aww. if you guys want to listen to that one, that should if probably be a good one too. If you want to listen to that one too. If you, again, yeah. if you don't mind the effort. That's, you know, that's something that has kind of been really making me cranky lately. <laughs> is that people unnecessarily swear. Yes. Okay, so. Oh, because that's been going on. Um, I'm going to share with you guys some statistics and also, um, for the first 10 minutes of this podcast, I don't know if you could hear it, but in case you could, my dishwasher has been going this whole time. So I'm sorry if you could hear that um, behind our voices. But anyway, it's not what's important here. What's important is the statistics that I'm about to share with you. So um, just some statistics on why we might be called the loneliest generation. Um, so monthly church attendance fell from the early 1970s to the present with 57% attending in the past compared with 44% now. Um, in 1974, a third of Americans spent time socially with their neighbors several times a week. Now, only 19% do. So that went from 33% to 19%. Um, we're also spending less time socializing with our coworkers, going from an average of 2.5 hours a week in the mid-1970s to just under an hour in 2012. Um, families are also becoming smaller, and the percentage of children raised by a single parent or no parent has doubled from 15% to 31%. Holy cow. That's a lot. That is a lot. So, um, looking at these statistics and, like, taking a moment to think about the ways we live our life, like, it makes sense why we're all feeling lonelier. You know, I don't, I don't know, like, I think, I mean, obviously there's the whole thing, like, divorce rate has gone up, like, you, like, Thinking about it, I mean, no one used to get divorced. You know, it used to be it used to be very like socially inappropriate, uncommon, whatever you want to call it, to get divorced. And then all of a sudden, I think it was like the '80s hit, and everyone was getting divorced. And now people, you know, won't even get married. They'll just, you know, have several partners throughout their life. Right, have several partners throughout their life. Several sets of kids. Several sets of kids. Whatever it happens to be. Um, And I think that it's just. It's so, it's so interesting because, and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but even that whole thing about working with your coworkers, you know, like you, me, I love my coworkers and I get along so phenomenally with all my coworkers. I love going to work. I look forward to seeing them every day. It's what I love most about my job. You know, there's other things I like about my job too, but I would say for the most part, the thing that keeps me going back every day is definitely the people and the coworkers. And I do call them my friends, but it, there does come this thing that outside of work, you know, you're like, oh, we should go do something or we should, you know, go to the movies or I should ask blah, blah, blah. And it, this kind of like this, my instant reaction to that, that first thought is like, no, they won't want to go. 
or no, you shouldn't ask, or you'll be bothering them, or, 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 or. And I think that so often that's like the first, the first response is you're going to get rejected. You're going to get rejected to just a lot of things, to just a lot of things in general. Sometimes I even have that, like, this is how ridiculous, just speaking for my own personal life, this is how ridiculous and how deep set I think it is. And a lot of people in our generation is that initial reaction of rejection is I will go to like text my sister's even my sisters, you guys, and my sisters, I'm pretty, you know, this might be talking myself up, but they love me a lot. And I think that they would, no matter the time of day, would love to hear from me. But there's still this like little tiny part of my brain that when I go to text them, they'd be like, oh, you'll be bothering them. Oh, they're busy, you know, taking care of their kid or, you know, A, B, and C. And it's still, even with my sisters, it's that initial thing of like, you're going to be bothering them. They're too busy for you, whatever it might be. And that little piece of anxiety sets in that's like, that, that tells me no, you know, and I just think that's so, I think that's just so, so, so interesting. So. Yeah. Social anxiety is, I feel like it's getting worse and worse, especially like with our generation. And <clears throat> like, just for me personally, I know like I struggle with just asking someone to like get a coffee or to go get lunch with me. And I start right. to fear, like, I start to think about like, what are we going to talk about? Like what happens if there's like awkward silence or like, right. what if I don't know what to say next? And I, I know that's so dumb of me to like worry about those things right. and I feel like people haven't worried about them in the past but like that has just been like so real for me and it's been something that I have to work on and it's like I have to put myself in an uncomfortable position over and over and over until I, we're finally like comfortable with each other you know like, right it's just it's just being like okay yep gotta do you it you just have to do gotta it gotta keep doing it gotta keep doing it it's like working out yeah you know right it, it and, honestly is and it takes a while to get to know a person so like the first few times you hang out it's not necessarily going to be all like clicking right. and like a like amazing and you're completely comfortable right. in front of them I remember even when you first started like spending weekends with me after um like after you got back from Europe or whatever and you got your job at at the boutique and stuff um you started spending weekends with me we were sitting down and we were talking because Megan was here and you're like, you're like I know it's weird but sometimes if I'm just hanging out with like one of you guys I get a little bit nervous and that's ridiculous like that's how deep-seated this is for some people is that even, even Cameron and I have known each other since we've been two. Yeah. And she still had that little bit of nervousness to be like, to be like, what if it's awkward when we hang out right. together? We haven't seen each other in like six months, whatever, you know, or it something. happens to be, yeah. you know, like that's, that's just nuts to me. Um, so I know we talk a lot about social media, like playing a big role in feeling hopelessness and stuff, but, um. It also has to do with just the way we live each day. Um, we stay in our own little bubbles. We stay self-sufficient. And that's something that, that it's interesting um, that that's in the notes here, that we are self, that we all are, like, so self-sufficient. Because I feel like back in the day, I mean, like, Stranger Danger has played a role in this, too. But, um, you know, neighbors. Neighbors trying to help out neighbors and stuff, you know. And I have this thing in my mind that... I, I, like, dig myself into this little, like, something goes wrong, my car breaks down, you know, I'm tight on money, whatever <clears throat> it happens to be, I dig myself in this old, like, this little bubble where I'm, like, unless I can live life by myself, I am screwed. You know, and that is so not true. Like, God created us for community, and he places community in our life to help us get through the rough times. Right. You know, like, when it's, like, that thing, like, it takes a village, it really does some days. And I think it's so interesting that you put self-sufficient here because I start going to that place right. in my mind when something starts to go minusculely wrong you know like oh yeah it's not like you have six sisters two adoring parents a group of amazing friends no 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 you have to get through life on your own 
Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that that's interesting that that was in the notes here. And that um, was, I just want to say, like, that was research. Like, so many places said that Generation Z, that we yeah. are such a self-sufficient generation. And that's right. part of the reason we are so lonely and um, feel hopeless because... Right. Like, literally the other day, my battery went out, and I didn't know I didn't know that when you go and you buy a battery that they, like, install it for you, right? So instead of, you know, asking one of my many guy friends or even my brother-in-law to help or Brady to help me you know install my battery or something I literally started YouTubing tutorials on how to change a battery in a Volkswagen Beetle and I'm like Jenna you're being ridiculous <laughs> and then finally I called a place and they're like yeah and I'm like so how much would it cost for you to install it for me they're like you get it installed for free when you buy the battery and I'm like oh okay sounds good that's great thanks <laughs> anyway, that's what I needed to know. that's what I needed to know um anyway I think that's just... I feel like that's just another one of the pressures we put on ourselves, too. Like, with social media and everything, we have to be the best. We have to look the best. We gotta be able to do everything. And, you know, we put all this on ourselves. Where It's very true. It's all this added stress that we really don't need. And that's kind of what the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, talked about, too. You know, that we put all this stress on ourselves where it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, Right. And we just need to live our life the way you know, God created us and the way we're meant to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And going off of like creating the stress, um, that was something else that we talked about a little mm-hmm. bit of how we create so much stress for ourselves and we start to get anxious and we start to get anxiety. And mm-hmm. so then where we decide to get, cause we had, um, I don't know if we just had this conversation or if we saw it somewhere, but we're just saying so many people are getting medicated today and so many people are just getting on anxiety meds. Yeah. And for some of it, it's real and it's something you yeah. can't do anything about. But for some people, you need to look at your life and you need to make changes. Yeah. That's so true. And yeah. I think that like has such a big thing to do with we are such another thing that, that goes along with our generation and just the time that we live in. Not even just generally, not even just our generation, but um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if something's broken you don't fix it you just get a new one Mm -hmm. you know and I think that that that's something that has is that instant gratification thing that every the world is literally at our fingertips in these small little metal boxes and I think that we are just such an instant like instant gratification generation and in it's such an instant gratification time that we don't want to put in the work to make to create the new you know thinking habits and the new patterns in our lives that are going to turn our lives around, make them less stressful. Hey, don't think that way. Take this off your plate. Say no here. Say yes here. We don't want to put in the work to bring our anxiety down ourselves Mm -hmm. and, you know, even maybe go and talk to somebody, you know, a counselor or something, or even, you know, an elder at church or something like that about our problems and be like, Hey, can we figure out a way to fix this we don't want to put in the work we just want it fixed right now and I think that's also plays a huge part is everyone's like you know why would I go through all that work when I can just pop an anxiety med right you know I think that has a lot to do with I it think too. that also goes into the point of like blaming others for problems that are your own problem right um I was listening to a podcast with Jocko I don't know if you guys have heard of that podcast yeah he's a ex-navy seal really great podcast um but he definitely talked about like how we put our problems on other people where if you look at any one of your problems you can relate it back to yourself and like you know even at work like oh my coworkers are doing this and it's really driving me down well how are you reacting to your coworkers? you know how are you responding to these situations at work yeah for sure i 
I mean, we definitely put our problems on other people. Yeah, we def- we for sure do. Even back to that, like, because me, whenever I start complaining about something, I'm like, okay, so you're going to sit here and complain about this for hours on end. And there is such a thing as talking it through, getting it off your mm-hmm. chest, and then you move away from it. There, like, you know, there is such a thing as I'm a very verbal processor. But the thing, the difference between verbal processing and complaining is are you going to sit in it? Are you going to be constantly complaining about the exact same thing are you going to be dwelling and are you going to let it ruin your entire day type of thing and I've gotten to this point at this point like it's funny that you mentioned the whole like work thing because I mean everyone has frustrations at work mm-hmm. but you have to go back to that point where you're like okay so I'm going to sit here and complain about work but am I doing anything to change it am I actively seeking out a new job and I had to get really real with myself it's like okay guess what you're not allowed to complain about this crap anymore unless you're going to start doing something to change it mm-hmm. you know I'm like okay so until I'm ready to actively start getting a new job I'm going to go into work and I'm going to make the best out of every single situation and have a good attitude. And if I don't, that's on me. That's, that's not good. on anyone else. That's on me for not either removing myself from the situation by finding a new job or whatever else mm-hmm. it may be. You know, and of course, yes, there's, you know, you have bad days and it's okay to have bad days and it's okay to have feelings. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the things that you constantly dwell on and complain about, are you doing anything to actively change it? Like, you know, everyone, you know, wants to lose weight for instance yeah okay but are you going to act it you're going to complain about you know not fitting into that pair of jeans or not looking good or having a pudgy stomach or whatever it might be but are you actively making the changes to get yourself in that mental place to go through your cupboards and throw out junk food like are you actively doing anything to change the situation that you're complaining about Mm -hmm. you know for sure no i think that is so good okay so um something else is um I just wanted to say like a lot of people are constantly saying that like this hopelessness and all this stuff is coming from social media like just social media oh, yeah, and like all this stuff it's media. like oh it's social media yeah well it's not just social media you guys it's the person that's behind the screen and like how they're using like if they look at that social media and they compare themselves or if they're on that social media all the time and this goes back to like blaming other people for things if you're on social media for three hours a day that's your fault that is nobody else's fault but your own. And also, um, another thing is, is it's not just social media. It's the internet. It's the internet in general. And um, one second. I wanted to find what I was going to say here. Um, we are so wired with the, internet, with the internet in general. And whether it's for school or work or, the, or just like researching things, um, it plays such a large role in our lives and we can fill up all the quiet time in our day with podcasts, music, audiobooks, talks, YouTube videos, movies, Netflix series, finding recipes on Pinterest and etc. Mm-hmm. So maybe we are using these things for good and filling our brains with like knowledge, but the fact still remains that we are so dang wired. Like generation oversensitized. Yeah, generation Z doesn't know a world without the internet mm-hmm. and that is not our fault at all. It's simply the world that we are born into. Right. So just learning how to um, balance everything, yeah, and um, when it when you should be on your phone, when you should be putting stuff in your mind, and when you should be just having a moment of silence. And I just right. listened to a podcast, and um, the girl was saying actually that she um, has been taking a shower without listening to any music because it's like the only time that it's right. just silence to herself. Because when right. she's in the house alone, or when she's cooking, or want a job where you can use your talents, make a difference, and have the freedom of remote work. Then meet Belay. Belay has contractor opportunities for proven professionals, providing administrative support and social media strategy to fast-paced organizations throughout the United States, all from your home. To learn more, 
Just visit belaysolutions.com slash jobs to apply. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com slash jobs. She has a podcast going where she's listening to music. So during her shower, that's her time to just think to herself. And I actually really liked that because I've been a couple of times I was like going to put music on while I was in the shower. And I was like, you know what? No. Right. This needs to be time that I'm just with myself. Right. Um, so I just thought that was really good too. And I just wanted to make a point that it's not just social media and also it is the user behind the social media, but we were just born into such a wired and stimulated um, generation and world. And world, yeah. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because even last night, you know, I was playing my pop, my like um, true crime podcast in the kitchen and making this cake and whatever and Cameron was working on... Um, Geography what, homework. Yeah, I was working on homework and she whispers to Brady, I might need headphones because I had my podcast up pretty loud or whatever. And, um, and I'm like, I'm like, what, what are you guys whispering about? Cause I'm just nosy. You guys, I'm the nosiest person in the world. I need to know everything. It's a problem. She has FOMO. And I do have FOMO, I have FOMO too. I, I'm like, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I need to know everything. It's so bad. Um, I get called out on it like all the time at work. Everyone's like, why can't you just like not care? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I need to know everything. And I'm like, what are you guys whispering about over there? And she's like, I just, I just said I might need headphones. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can turn my podcast off. And you're like, no, 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 don't worry. And then I said this thing that I didn't even realize, you know, we were going to be talking yeah. about today. And I'm like, you know what? It will probably do my mental health some good to just sit here in the quiet for a little bit. And it's, and it's true. You don't like for me, some days I don't go to bed without having something happen, happening in my ear constantly because I don't like the quiet. And I, I just like, I just don't like it. I don't like the quiet. And so it's just, like you said, it's just always, it's just always there. Someone talking, someone singing, someone doing something oversensitized, entertained. And I think that's another thing is that like our attention span has, uh, I, I should have, I should have got the um, statistics for that because our, atten- no, our attention span, I think it's like two seconds. Our attention span is so much shorter than it was even just like people our age, like 10 years ago, because right. we are just so constantly mm-hmm. entertained. And that's the thing. Like I get bored. Mm-hmm. I get bored. And I think that's what that's what a lot of people like today too, like in social in social situations, we're constantly just entertained that we don't know how to just sit down and have a conversation with someone. Like sit down and have a conversation with Brady or I could sit down and have a conversation with Cameron. It's like five minutes in and I'm like, okay, cool, so we're gonna watch a movie now? It's like, no, can you just sit down and have like a conversation with someone for a while? Like right. dip into anything and just talk about it. There's yeah. a lot of stuff to talk about out there. Even if it is something that you saw on social media. You know, um, one of my, someone that I saw do a, um, have an interview. Um, she got asked the question, do you think social media, social media has helped or made it harder to, um, to, um, communicate with people and she said it's made it easier to communicate it's made it harder to connect and Mm. that has just stuck with me and I think about that all 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 the dang time because communication is at our fingertips with someone clear across the world but it's that connection that I think we're really really lacking as a generation that's really good I like that I also was thinking while you're talking (laughs) and talking about our attention span think about what do you guys do when you go take go to the bathroom when you take a poop you're on your phone you're literally, Jenna's looking at me like, why are you talking about this? <laughs> no, I was just thinking, I'm like, I'm like, that's, there's so many germs on your phone if you take your phone in the bathroom to start pooping. If you take your bathroom in the phone to poop. Yeah, Do you know how many germs are Do on you your phone? Do you take your phone in with you to poop? No, I don't anymore. I used to all the time, but um, then I like read this whole thing about like, um, have you guys, it's one of my true crime things. <laughs> uh, she was called Typhoid Mary. 
and um and pretty much she was this cook who had who just like never washed her hands back in like the early 19 or 1800s or something like that and she and she um um she like contract contracted like typhoid fever or whatever to a bunch of people that she cooked for was pretty much this like quote-unquote like serial killer because she didn't wash her hands. Oh, didn't wash her hands. And because she was just, like, a germ-infested human being. Anyway. But, yeah, anyways, like, everything we do, like, if I'm going to, like, at school, I have to go and warm my food up in the microwave, and the line, sometimes you stand there for, like, 15 or 20 minutes, and there's girls in front of me, and there's girls behind me, and there's, like, it's usually always girls warming their food up, lol. Um, And there would be, like, a line of, like, 10 of us. What do we all do? We stand there on our phones and start talking with one another. Um, right. So just like stuff. I mean, like even that. in lectures, like you're sitting there in class, and if a lecture gets kind of boring, you lose interest. Oh, in for it. sure. Oh, you I gotta look at my phone. I gotta do something. Check else. social media. Start working on homework. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. I think that's just crazy. But um, on that note, I've kind of made it a point because because we do get such a bad rep, and also I would like to say, um, um, the millennials, everyone was like, you guys are the worst before. Gen Z came around, so like it's not just us that, that people have picked right. on. Like, gener- like um, the millennials were the worst before we were the worst, so we have to give them that credit as well. I would like to just say that. Um, but I've kind of made it a point because older generations, like, I kind of I have this like weird thing in me that I'm like, I want you to know I'm not one of the bad ones, you know? Like, I'm like, I'm one of the semi good ones. Like, yes, I still have a short attention span, yes, I still love social media, <laughs> and I wake up with it and go to bed with it, but like. I'm still, I, like, have some social abilities. So I've kind of, I've started doing this thing. Um, I've started doing this thing that when I am standing in line at, like, Walmart or Hobby Lobby or something, I won't be on my phone. And I'll, you know, give, like, a nice little smile to the person standing in front of me or whatever it happens to be. And last night, a lady at Hobby Lobby, we were just standing in line, and we had, like, a five-minute conversation. Wow. And I was just so proud of myself. And it was awkward. I'm not going to lie to you. It was awkward. But I just wonder how many people's days would just be so much better if we just took time to just have a small little conversation with them and show them some kindness standing in the line at Target. I should start Mm -hmm. doing that. Honestly, I'm going to start doing that. That's really good. And did you feel better walking away from that? I did feel better walking away from that. I've had that before, too, where you're like, wow, that was so good. Yeah, it was a bit awkward. Yeah, I put myself out of my comfort zone. Yeah, out of my comfort zone. But, like, you walk away feeling better, and you're like, wow, I made a bit I made their day better and they made my day better. And shopping, you guys, is such an easy one because you can comment on something that they're buying or comment on the weather. Yes, it's small talk. Like, is it going to be very impactful to their life? Like, no, not in the long run. But here's the thing. That's just, I don't know, it's just so nice and it's a way for us to realize what it is to, you know, actually, like, human face-to-face like conversation connection look into their eyes listen to what they're saying and it's it's something that i think that we should all practice a lot more because like you said we're just all in our own little bubbles we don't Mm -hmm. care we don't want to know what's going on whatever and i think that's just that's not how god has called us to live our life i think at all that's really good especially in like the world of evil that we kind of live in right you know it's so easy to get behind a keyboard and say oh you're doing this wrong or you're living a horrible life it's just good to love everybody always, right. like Bob Goff says. Right. You know? Um, what, yeah. like, what, are, what are the small actions that you're doing every day that's showing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, going, going off of the love everybody, uh, there was a sermon. It was actually a couple of months ago at the church Brady and I go to. And it was all about how us as Christians, I don't know if you guys have heard this before, and even if you're not Christian, if you've heard this before, but love the, um, 
sinner, hate the sin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I used to always say that as like, love the sinner, hate the sin. And someone would be like, well, how do you feel about this? I'm like, well, love the sinner, hate the sin. And he was like, why don't we just take out the sin? Just, and then it was just love the sinner. And I was like, wow, that's really good. And then he's like, well, what if we take out the word sinner and just say love? Just mm-hmm. love. That's don't good. even like worry about what they're doing. Right. I mean, don't just love. And that is what we we're called to do. And like, what did Jesus do in the Bible? Like he was with the prostitutes and he was with the people who were stealing and he was with uh, Nicodemus and you know, like he just loved. And right. I mean, I just, that has just really stuck with me. Right. And so I think lots of times we get so caught up and we get so like, um, trying to be like, this is wrong and this is right. Um, in our beliefs and it's just like just don't even just love see here's the thing here's the thing because you do you have to hold up you have to hold up truth you know you have to you have to carry truth and love and it has to be it has to be balanced because you can't like you said you can't be a christian who sits on the fence but i think that what we have to remember is that like the truth and love is is a lot of the time for people who are like like already believers like hey you call yourself a christian like shape up act like it yeah you know like i love you here's some practical ways that you can like can i help you can i pray for you let's go to bible study whatever for people who are already that but here's the deal we're not going to reach people by shouting our opinions at them that's never gonna that's never gonna get us anywhere Mm -hmm. that's never gonna get us anywhere and i think a, a large portion of the church has gotten to that place where they're just like this is wrong like you said this is wrong this is right this is black this is white blah 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 sin you're all sinners blah blah (laughs) and it has turned a lot of people away from the church and i'm like you you can't you can't lead with with this is my opinion this is where you're living really wrong blah 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 Mm -hmm. whether it's you're posting it you know you're sharing a link on facebook or whatever it might be you have you have to start out with love. So yes, love and truth have to go hand in hand. They always do. But also a lot of the times like you can't lead with that. You just can't. Especially everyone is so whether we like it or not, everyone is so 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 sensitive these days. So sensitive. You literally look at someone the wrong way and they're like Rah! and you're like, "Oh, I'm sorry." You know, <laughs> like that's just that's that uh, that's the reality of the world that we live in. So yes, truth truth and love have to go hand in hand, but you have to lead with love. You just really For do. sure. Yeah. Well, that happens in politics too, right? Right. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, oh yeah. And it's we've created this atmosphere in our culture where if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. Right. Yep. You know, we can never there's never a discussion. It's I'm right, you're wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Riots, fires. Yeah. If you don't yeah. agree with me, I'm burning your business down. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> people are crazy. Post about it on social media. Bad, yeah. bad review on Yelp. Yeah, yeah. like seriously. Uh, okay. But yeah, just, yeah. Anyway. I digress. Uh, okay, <laughs> so um, we've talked about this a lot throughout it, but I just wanted to end by talking about some ways that we can combat these feelings of hopelessness and not knowing um, where to take our lives next and like what those first steps look like. And so I thought, Brady, you could start us off by telling us what you're going to do. Well, the main thing that I do and I want to be better at doing is to pray, Um, just spending time with the Lord. And if that's in the morning or on my drive to work or to school or, you know, any time, just spending time with the Lord is definitely the best time to reflect on my life and to just give thanks for the things that, you know, a lot of people take for granted, um, myself included. Um... And then the next thing I do is I also talk to, you know, my mom, my grandpa. I spend a lot of time talking to the, 
my kind of elders, I guess you could say. Yeah, so I guess I, I call my mom probably, I don't know, three or four times a week and just talk about what's going on in my life. Okay, and, hold up. My what? mom is going to hear this now and be like, why doesn't Cameron call me three or four times a week? Well, you text her. Mom. So we just have this, I just need a yeah. disclaimer okay. for my mom. I text my mom and we have like little conversations. Brady will call his mom, be on the phone. It can literally be five minute conversation. Yeah. Me and my mom have to have an hour conversation. Like that is just, yeah, there's we just talked yeah. about this. Yeah. So mom, I'm, I'm watching out for you. Don't yeah. worry. I'm not. I usually to... call my mom on like my way home from work. Yeah. It's yeah. like a five minute conversation. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> I definitely talk to her about what's going on in my life and you know, I definitely feel hopeless a lot of times. Like, what am I going to do with my career? You know, only one more summer until it's the real world and we got to find a career. It's and a rough job. out here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's definitely like... It's a war zone. It's something that I'm nervous about. And so definitely seek wisdom from people that have gone through that before and done those things and they can kind of shed some light on what right. to do. And it always leads back to just do something as long as you're doing something. And uh, I might not be like a great spokesperson for these books. So if you're interested go listen to these books or go find other books about this and you know there might be other things that stick out to you more than that um but yeah definitely pray seek counsel um talk to friends family um don't keep it bottled up you're not going through it alone right and stop blaming other people for Ugh. your problems for yeah. sure for sure uh for me i'm thinking uh all of those were like if i wanted to like add a little more mm -hmm. like two for me i think that I have just been really, like, trying to choose joy all the time. Yeah. Um, and looking for the joy in everything. Mm -hmm. And it's something that that word has just been coming back to me probably, like, the past year is joy. And I just, I kind of feel like I, I don't know if it's my personality or if maybe it's, like, one of my gifts or whatever. But I just kind of feel like I'm usually a pretty, like, joyful person. And I can yeah. find um, joy in lots of the situations, lots of situations and stuff. But um, there's been a few times where I'm just like, wow, this like sucks or like wow I really hate this or like and I just get in this like negative attitude and then I'm just like wait like why like maybe it's that really early morning shift at Cool Beans or maybe it's um the fact that my whole week I have a ton of homework and I'm like okay but I need to turn around and look at this like all that homework like I should feel like blessed that I am getting an education and that I'm able to do this or like when I go to work I should be like well I can make a difference in those people who come up to the cash register and get like their coffee because I don't know about you guys but, like when I get my coffee and someone's so nice to me it literally like right. makes a difference in my day and so I just try to like turn that around and be like okay Cameron choose joy um and I do feel like it's something that comes easier for me but I do like find myself um struggling with it sometimes and I just really wanted to tell you guys to choose joy because I feel like it makes such a difference and I find myself telling Brady all the time to choose joy mm -hmm. and um I I don't know I'm not trying to like put myself on a pedestal I just really think it's something that um it's something that I I practice I usually practice pretty well and it's something I think that makes such a big difference when it's a lot right? harder than it sounds yeah it, it's a lot harder than it sounds it's definitely it's one of those like spiritual muscles that Right. You know, they mm -hmm. talk about. It's not It's not easy. Because, I mean, yeah. even Paul, I don't remember which letter it was in, but in one of his letters, he wrote that, like, it. he had to work on. Yeah. He had to work on it. Like, Paul of the Bible. Right. You know, you know, he used to be Saul, and now he's, you know, everyone talks about Paul. Right. He's mm -hmm. a big deal. He's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. Didn't know. <laughs> big deal. Big and deal. I think, look at, look, when I'm talking about choosing joy to, like, for those of you that are like, mm, like, what does that look like? Like, being optimistic and looking for the ways of, um, like, 
that you can um, make a difference and like how can you show God's love to other people right. and like that kind of stuff but I really think like we are sometimes so pessimistic and I just think even just turning um the other way and being optimistic is just the way to go and then also one of my friends told me the other day and I was telling her we should have her on and do a whole podcast on it and she was just saying like be your best self mm-hmm. so like if you're sitting in class and you're like wow I really hate this class this class stinks I'm learning nothing blah 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 well be your best self and shape up and listen to what they're saying and get right. something out of it mm-hmm. and like yeah. learn like in those situations where you're like wow this sucks or like wow I just want to lay on my couch all day long mm-hmm. which sometimes you need rest but tell yourself be your best self are you right. being your best self right now no like mm-hmm. figure right. it out like get yourself up and do something well I think it's right. also important to realize those times where we're like you know this sucks my life sucks like those are the times you grow the most right right for sure and you have to realize you're like how something that I've been like kind of struggling with is realizing that it's okay to have negative emotions it's okay but I think the different I think what's different about have like the balance between having negative emotions while also having joy is that you don't dwell on them you're like this sucks and you're sad about it for a minute and then you're like okay but how we're moving on from this and you you can't you can't you can't let yourself kind of fall and sink into that hole of being sad my life sucks everything sucks let's think about everything that sucks let's listen to our sad music let's cry for two hours like no that's not choosing joy like yes your feelings are valid and yes everyone has those feelings and it's okay to feel those feelings but at the end of the day realizing just how blessed you are and not letting it not letting it affect the people around you I think is is really really important to to remember yeah mm-hmm. I think that's really good so yeah. um one practical way that I am trying to combat you know loneliness and all that is um I think reaching out to people a lot more last year my first year in Sioux Falls it was it was a rough year you guys I'm not going to lie to you it was a very very rough year but I'm very glad that I went through it because most of the time I came home from work I sat in my house, in my room, whatever, and I just was, like, like blocked out the world, didn't really do a whole lot with people, um, didn't, Serena would invite me to do things, and I'd be like, no, I'm good, I don't really want to, or whatever, or, you know, A, B, or C, I always have an excuse, and I was pretty much just, like, other than work, I was, like, a shut-in. I was like, I'm not leaving my house. I don't want, I don't want anything to do with that socializing business, whatever. It comes back to that whole anxious thing. Is there going to be awkward moments? How do I deal with it? Whatever. And I think that this year, I am at a place where I'm trying to invite people to do more things, you know, put together more, like, group activities, be the initiator, because a lot of people, you guys, are down to do a lot of things. They just, just, they just need someone to ask or someone to organize it or whatever. Like a lot of people, they want to have a karaoke party, but <laughs> like, um, everyone, that's their people, dream. That's all they dream, dream about. They want to have a karaoke party or they want to come over and watch football and, you know, bring a chip dip and hang out with a bunch of people from work. A lot of people, they want that. They just don't know it. No, a lot of people <laughs> want that, but they haven't. <laughs> 
They just don't know it yet. <laughs> they just don't know it yet. They need me to tell ah. them. A lot of people want to do something or hang out or be in community. Like, God made us for community. That's why he made the church. He made us for community. We, it is, like, inbred in our brains, in our hearts, in our souls to want to connect with people and to want to have friendship and relationship and all that stuff. But a lot of people... They don't know how to go about, you know, putting themselves out there or asking to do it or they don't know. And so I'm almost glad that I went through that year of loneliness because I'm like, I just think to myself every time that I kind of have that like, I'm kind of nervous. I don't want to ask. I want to be like, okay, but how many people are feeling how I felt last year? Mm -hmm. And even if every single, even if a hundred, even if 99 times out of a hundred, they say no, that one will be worth it. And you know what? Even so it's good to know that someone's thinking about you. Even if, they, if, if they're like, you know what, no, like I'm busy or I don't really feel like it or I'm just tired from work because a lot of people are very tired, are very tired because they're very busy and they're very anxious about, you know, their futures and pretty much everything we've talked about on this podcast. So a lot of people, <laughs> so sometimes they don't want to do things and that's fine. It's just letting people know that you thought about them, you considered them and I think that's really big too. And then even after you know, like five times of asking the time, like, I mean, yeah, I guess we can kind of whatever. Because you know what will happen a lot of the times? They'll be like, you know what, not tonight, but like maybe another time. And they think that you won't remember that you that they said, you know, another time. Like, okay, so how about now? And they'll be like, oh. And there's only so many times they can come up with excuses. And then finally like, okay, yeah, I guess we can do something. And then they come out and they have a great time. And then a friendship starts and it's great. And then all of a sudden you have really great friends. You guys, put yourselves out there. Swallow down that ball of anxiousness and ask someone for a cup of coffee. Go out to that movie you want to see. Go get a drink. One or two. And no more. No more. No more than that. A drink. And not three. Not not three. If you get three. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but seriously, put yourself out there because you never know who else is who else is like sitting at home feeling the same way you do, wishing they had friends, wishing they had a community. Yeah, for sure. And I also wanted to add to that, like, you think you're lonely? Everyone else is lonely, too. Yep. Like, I Everyone. I was having some conversations with some people, and it's like, wow, you guys are lonely, too? I never knew. I thought I was the only one. Right. We're all lonely. And then you're like, like oh, she has a boyfriend. She's fine. No. She needs friendship. Yeah. Don't, you don't know her life. And, like, my mom was saying, too, my mom was like, people sometimes think, like, once they have kids, then they'll be fine. Then they won't be lonely anymore. No. No. Or once they have, get married, they won't be lonely anymore. No. Like, you need more than just that. <laughs> You, like, no, like family, family's great. Family's amazing. Great. Family's amazing. But even my mom, who literally had an army worth of ch- has an army worth of children and grandchildren, she's like, I need that friendship. I right. need that time with For my sure. friends. She has her, you know, bi- even when we were all at home, she has her Bible study and whatnot, and she has her, you know, close knit of friends, and she has, you know, a, f- a handful of really, really close friends that she calls in times of you know hardships to pray for her and all that kind of stuff. That's so important to have. And it's so important to have. It is so important to have And if you don't friendship. have it, that's okay. Go go work on it. Because I'm working on it right now. You know? Like, it's... Yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't feel bad if you don't have it yet. Yeah. Just work on it. Just work on it. Ask someone. Even if mm-hmm. it, even if it's like they're not even... Even if they're just like a slight acquaintance. Yeah. Even if they're just a slight acquaintance. For sure. I'm like preaching at you how to make friends. This is how. This is how you make friends. But seriously, because I had such a hard time with it. I really, really, really did. Mm-hmm. And I was... Even, even, cause I even had an aunt, I have a sister who lived here before me and she had a group of friends that, and they would try to bring me along, but that's still, you still kind of feel like, eh, they're not really my friends, they're, they're her friends, friends. Right. you know, and, and you know, you have a great community at work and stuff, but it's still hard. 
Yeah. It's still hard, but seriously, you will feel so much better. Maybe not right away. You might feel awkward right away. But you'll feel so much better down the line if you just try to yeah. make some friends. Do you have any other two cents to add, Brady? I don't. Go make friends. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I need to take. Yeah, it is. Into something account, that you too. need to work on. Yeah. But me, too. So it's okay. I don't have we all lot. need to work on we it. We all need to work on it. We all need to work on it. That's why I said Do something. That's why I added that little, it's okay if you don't have it yet, because right. I'm working on it right now. Brady's working on it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and also it can be hard too when you're like married like us and you're in college and everyone else is like Single. hanging out with friends yeah. or like going to the bars right. and or all even if stuff. you're just like busy. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it can be hard, but put yourself out there. Just do something. Just do, do it. something. Do it. Do something. Put a swoosh on it. Just do it. Yeah, yeah there we there go. go. There you go. Okay, so um, our reviews have been a little dry lately. Um, <laughs> Y'all need to pick need it up. Y'all need to step it up. Yep. No, I'm just kidding, but not really. Go give us a review. We would love a review. Um, you can give us anywhere from one to five stars, whatever you think that we deserve. Um, we think we deserve five, but, you know, we might be a little biased. And um, write a review. Let us know what you think. Um, let us know if there's anything else you want to hear from us. Um, we're available on pretty much, like, every social media platform. Um, I meant to say podcast platform, but we're pretty much <laughs> – all the, all the social media platforms that are important like Instagram and Facebook we're on those two at coffee and a combo podcast on Instagram and then coffee and a combo podcast just like not all together on Facebook <laughs> and yeah go find our podcast on um well I mean if you're listening to this you've already found our podcast but on Apple podcast give us a review write us a review we would love to hear from you guys um if you haven't yet there's a little post with me Jenna and I'm holding like a cucumber up to my face and I have a cute little face mask on and I'm making the um, 2008 duck face. And um, right underneath there, if you have any questions for an esthetician, we will be having an esthetician on the podcast coming up here soon. And we want to know what your guys' questions are, what your thoughts are on skin care. So if you haven't done that yet, make sure you head over to our Instagram and do that. Um, if you haven't yet, follow Cameron at Cameron Swear on Instagram and follow me um, at Jenna Yvette 98 on Instagram. And have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Hey, which glasses look better on me? Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Hmm, uh, I don't know about the purple cat eyes. I think they're fun. What about these tortoiseshell glasses? Or these rimless sunglasses? Oh, what about these clear frames? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.